0: The Million Dollar Mindset podcast, the show that elevates the minds and shapes them for a lifestyle of millionaires. I'm your host, Natasha DG, and today we are talking about the how to reinvent yourself after any crisis. And we are our guest today actually is Dr. Back Nguyen, who actually wrote a book named How to Reinvent Yourself After Many Any Crisis.
1: Thank you, Natasha. But I have the feeling that you're hacking my place here. This is my show. And today, um, you, you took my seat.
0: Yeah, pretty much, I'm your host tonight. You're my <laughs> guest, so there's a new chief in town.
1: We're on air, so
0: I have no other choice to
1: say, my lady. <laughs>
0: <laughs> definitely, definitely.
1: So what are we doing today? I've been told that there's a new sheriff in town. So tell me, how are you gonna start this season?
0: Um, Actually, today, I wanted to talk about how to reinvent yourself because after reading your book, oneself, how to reinvent yourself after any crisis, um, actually, it became my top one favorite book that you that I read from you, and it's just to let you know the effect it had on me. I it left me shaking till this day. So I'm very excited to be uh, to have you as a guest tonight and uh, asking you and tell our our listeners, um, inspire them to do to apply the the concept.
1: Actually, I'm very glad to be here because if I knew that I have that kind of power to shake ladies around the world with my voice. Wow. (laughs) This this is a, a new hire for me. Thank you so much for the empowerment.
0: Thank you. No, thank you for saying yes to that invite, actually. You know, I cannot say never. I can never say no to a lady. Like, I you don't know. take no for an answer. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> it was my time to shine. Please, can, can you let <laughs> me shine a, a little? little bit? No. Just a little bit. I'm the host. I got the mic.
2: The real drama here is to be chained to the past that will suffocate you and creates its own clouds and limits, defining its own reality and laws. Those are the ones you will be fighting, rising up, not the laws of nature. In that sense, nature is very kind and patient, since it has allowed everything to be under the sun. We made the clouds and the rest. So I guess what I am telling you here is that walking your path and rising is natural and you will have the support of nature.
0: Letting go of the past. Um, this segment of of your book, it's there's something that that you said that you mentioned is, is the rise is natural. What did you mean about that?
1: Well, it's been a while, so I have to, to go back in my, my memory. But mostly, it's you know that we were born, and most of us are looking for our names for a while. We're looking for a place in society. And I know that in Asian culture, they say that your parents may have given you a body, but your character is coming from heaven. In other words, it's we we were born for our destiny, and all our lives will be looking to reach that
3: destiny. So let, let me put this into everyday life. You are a doctor like me. But you're not happy. Even if you spend half of your life trying to
1: be a doctor, eventually your own instinct will push you towards what you were supposed to do. And then you reconnect with yourself slowly. Some will be luckier, so from birth, they didn't have any kind of counter guidance, so they discovered themselves being who they should be and they rose. And believe it or not, everybody will rose everybody will rise, sorry. They will rise into what they are destined to be. Some will be artists, some will be doctors, some will be DJ, some, you know, we all have a passion and something that we are good at. Not all of us will reach the the, the summit, but sooner or later, we're gonna start rocking our own path. That said, the sooner one person will take awareness of that, the more time they will have to reach the top. It doesn't mean
3: that because you have a talent, you are guaranteed success. But you have to work for that talent. So let's just in my case,
1: my parents wanted out of me a doctor. I was not fit to be a doctor. But trying to please them, I get through the standard. I became a doctor. I even, even recognized as a top 100. But let me tell you something. My whole family is a doctor. It's, it's it's like, if you're not a doctor, you're nobody, but if you're a doctor, you're still nobody. <laughs> <laughs> that said, none of them who the dreams was to become doctor, we should have worked top 100 because they wanted to be doctors. I want to be somebody. Right. That's the difference. They want to care for teeth or care for health. I was caring for people. So my, my own nature take took over and mm-hmm. It took me 40 years of my life before I can just break free from my past. Wow. So when we talk about reinventing ourselves, it's not just because you want to change skin. It's society has often forged you into somebody that they want to see. Sometimes it, it is what you should be. Sometimes it is not. What I'm trying to tell here is everybody was eventually go back to what they or distant
0: it's so funny that you're saying that because that's one thing that I wrote in my upcoming book um I was sharing the story of how my mother want, wanted me and my sister to be nurses she always picture us in the medical field but for me i'll talk, I'll speak for myself I've never seen myself um, operating as a nurse i've I've been in the medical I've been working in a medical um But I always challenged. I was. I I always kept. I I was on the quest of my own identity. But I've still. It's until now. It's just a. It's just now that I can see myself rising and achieving, um. Achieving that 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 those heights, I guess. So um, I wanted to ask you about doubts. I know you, we've exchanged We've exchanged a lot about doubts. What can you say about that?
3: Again, I will tell you that some of us are lucky that what we should be
1: doing is what we'll be doing. The rest of it, even if it takes you years to finally make peace with yourself, to listen to that inner voice in you. Mm. Things will be easier, but before that, you have to give up what you have to tolerate. And this is what wow. is hard, because the people who brought you to who you are are people that love you, cares for you, and in their mind, you, they were doing everything for you to succeed. But in other words, you were living their dreams, not yours. You might be living their regrets also, and also sometimes they, they, they might have the talent to be that person. But they miss the shot. Mm. You don't have the same talent. What I'm trying to say here is, we all know our talents, despite everything that is said. We all know what we're good at, what we love, and if we spend the time to nurture that, to train it, just because a talent is just the beginning of something. Then you you have to to grow from there. But if you can start with this and make peace with that, that is how you will emerge. But that's the simple. Answer the real answer to life. It's you know you have a talent, you know you love something, but then there's so much BS in between, right? And how did you go through? Now the most of your journey will be to go through that BS and then sort out what you don't need anymore, what you can throw away, and every time is gonna be painful because everything that you be throwing away, it's a value that has forgering to who you are today. But here's the hope I'm bringing, I'm dreaming to the table. It's if you weren't happy with that value, even if it means, it meant the world to you, I believe that you have the answer to that. You weren't happy, so we stuck with it. And yeah, there's something else you have to do with, we as human, and maybe that men are more limited than women, but we have slots. So there's, there's maybe five, 10, maybe 20 slots available and those values will take one or two slots every time so by the end of the day if you fill up your slots with values that are not yours what's left for
0: you Ooh. how do we recognize those values though because um we are brought up to society with our parents our family and education how do we understand come, we come to an understanding that it's certain values are not ours but that that was that they were being taught
3: the easiest way to answer your question if you raise the question that's the beginning of the truth. Ooh. <laughs> because your real value you will never ask question about.
0: I like that. That it makes so much sense. And I wanted to ask you um aside of doubts, what kind of resistance oh, can we experience in Letting go of our past and in the rise in our own rise
1: are you telling me that you haven't started that journey yet?
0: <laughs> I did start my journey and honestly i'm very i'm I'm very blessed to have you uh uh as guided i like to have your guidance mm. around that, but honestly, <laughs> tell us what kind of
1: all right uh, let's keep this not too personal because this, this i'm gonna have so much fun on air, but here it is let's say the most. Of us want to be rich, and then you aim everything to be rich. So it is said that you can sell your soul to be rich. You're still not happy, and it's going to be so hard for you to become rich because of that somehow.
3: Being rich, it's not the destiny; it's a consequence, it's a side effect. How you become rich, that's the destiny. So some will sell the soul. Maybe that was the destiny. Fine by me. But are they happy or they're not? And every time you say that, I'm doing this, but. If that is a but somewhere, your body is telling you exactly that you have, you you, you fill up the slots with something that was not you. Um, being successful is different than being rich. Mm-hmm. It's different than being happy. So th- r- right now, it's,
1: if you, you you don't sort them out, it's going to be very hard for you because you have something and then to move on, you have to give up that something. But by the end of the day, you know, we all have about, let's say, more or less 100 years to spend. Forget the first 20, because uh, <laughs> the first 20, we were the property of somebody else. <laughs> right, right. Then the next 10, it will be for us to be messed up, say that, okay. I'm rebelling, but who do I serve now? And then society just take over with a lot of default slots filling up of value. So basically, it starts around when you become a parent.
3: And you look at your kids and say, oh, now that's my kid. Now, what do I do with that kid? Am I ready to teach that
1: kid? So all your regrets come back on the table and now say, oh, geez, now I have to clear up my own mess before I mess up this kid. So it's, it's funny because most people will say that as soon as you become a parent, your plates get full and you have no time for yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Trust me, it's not true. The truth is your plates get empty because now there's no place for BS anymore. Most parents will have kind of a wake up call as a new parent because they, they want to make sure that they are there for the kid. The love is true, it's unconditional. So there's, there's no, doubt anymore it's no place for our try it's like I have to deliver I have to do and whatever you
3: do it's coming from who you are or who you think you are so as for me when my kid came into my life
1: and you know I, I was waking up at four in the morning just to feed my kid and he was just sleeping through half of the bottle and I have to work at seven let, let me tell you that a lot of questions answered very quickly (laughs) without BS right so so what i'm trying to say here is you need a very powerful why and most of us love our
3: parents hopefully (laughs) all of us hopefully we love our kids so who do we are trying to please but have you forgotten in between that where are we in all of this and
1: when you say that you love your parents you're a good person you love your kids you are a good parent, but when I say I love myself, I look selfish. That's not true. The only way to love your kid is to be comfortable with who you are. Your way to truly love your parents is to honor them with who you are. And sometimes it's doing something that they didn't think was possible, sometimes it was being somebody that they
3: disapprove until you prove them right. Mm-hmm. Or wrong. And you have to be comfortable with that. I'm a parent myself.
1: I see stuff through my own lens, even if I'm trying to be as neutral as possible. So I will always encourage my kid to do stuff that I understand, that I can see. In my case, my parents didn't have the lens to understand what I was and what I am. And they tried to guide me through something else.
0: Well, so, where did you get your lens? I'm sorry? How did you get your lens? Or how, yeah, how did you get your lens?
1: You're asking the wrong question. You were born with them. Now, you have your eyes, but then when you put more lens on it, then you start to deform your own vision. Okay, I get it. But you always have your eyes. Your eyes ball, Your eyeball are the same. So if you want to see what is the truth, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and
3: the first thing you'll be seeing, that's the truth. That's you. Even if the rest of the world don't see that truth, that's you. Then as soon as the filter get get, get on and say, that's not you anymore. Now there's doubt
1: in your mind. And by the way, I like to, to I love this, this discussion because it allows me to put something else on the table. Doubt. Why do you think there's doubt? Because whatever you are differs from whatever you are doing or thinking. This is where doubt kick in. Insecurity, the same thing. Some people are fearful, some people are not, but let's say that you are often insecure. That's because you're not betting on what you are destined to be. You are betting on the weakest part of your, body, of your mind. So those are all signs. There's not absolute signs, but those are all signs. I can tell you that are you betting on the right thing, the right value, the right ambition, or you betting because you are
3: just shopping around those are your answers so um, what about the
0: self image our self image this it's our self it's our self concept but how do we redefine or get to that place where where we have, we have no doubts or we are you know, we, we get into act, an action that is not, that's different from what we, 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 were, we were taught.
1: You started with self-image. The first question you have to ask yourself is the image you have of yourself, is it yours or is it something that has been implemented in you? And this is where it's going to mess up a lot of people. If your mom always told you that you were pretty, That you're supposed to be a cheerleader and then a model? That's the image you have. Is it true or not? Maybe it is not right. Some people see themselves, even if they're feminine, they see themselves more as a tomboy. That's fine, too. Right. So you understand that they're very successful people doing something that they not should be doing. And what is the most messed up thing for them is to walk out from that success. walk into something else and everybody say wow why they did that that was dumb
3: but in between they were not happy before and then they start to find maybe not happiness but peace i like that and since this this podcast
1: called the million dollar mindset why is it that important for you to find your own
3: your own path you to walk your image to resonate without doubt, it's because success and
1: wealth are mindset. And if you have the wrong mindset, it's gonna be very hard for you to keep winning, doing something that you don't like, or you're not good at, or you're doing something and you're always thinking of something else. Right. So we, we never told you that you you have the mindset of a doctor, or you have the mindset of a banker, you can have the mindset of whatever you think you are or you like to be then the rest of it is just a skill set that's coming to empower your success okay so i believe that i'm glad that we're doing that at the beginning of your, your two series with me the two seasons with me because we're gonna start with the right mindset try to find your voice make peace with who you are and you are
3: letting go, Mm. and then you can stop. I like
2: that. We do not have that luxury to cocoon up for long and to emerge with wings. Just like a caterpillar, once inside of the cocoon, everything is melting and morphing, changing physically into something else, something new, something different. Once in cocoon mode, it is when we are the most vulnerable, having no physical shape. Well, what is the cocoon in real life? Your desire to find yourself and your will to see it through. In other words, your why, and your confidence. It is a pretty thin layer of protection will you say. Confidence is a very abstract concept.
0: In chapter 6 of your book, the cap- the caterpillar effect, I resonated fine, I resonated so much with that um with that chapter because you know in 2020 that is that was the moment of my life where I felt the most vulnerable. But I don't know why at that moment even though I felt vulnerable, I knew I was going to get out of it, so I tattooed myself a, a huge butterfly. And
3: Talk to me about finding your why. I believe that being through what we've been put through. If you're looking for your why, you might be very distracted
1: because you have a lot of maybe false image. Value and it's hard for you to sort out which is which, but the why that's going to struck you that you're not looking for and it just hit you
3: right in the face. If you're not in denial, that's your why. To give you a simple example, all of my life I'm more a people person. I like art. I like finance. I like communication. But then my parents wanted me a doctor,
1: and the easiest way to get to a doctor was to become a dentist,
3: which is a surgeon. Trust me, the social skill set is to the minimum, but they require of you other skill set.
1: I became a dentist, I got my social standing, I got my line of credit, and I became successful as a doctor. You know how hard it is. Walk away from success.
3: No, to, tell me
1: to, to walk away from security, so that messes you up. And all, all in 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 my case, I worked very hard to become a doctor because that wasn't natural to me.
0: It was natural to you. It, it wasn't natural. to it me. It so wasn't I, natural.
1: I worked very hard. How many people would spit on lives uh, on years of hard working? Become something. So, so this just gives you an idea of what a false value is, what a false image is, and how different is success from happiness. Even wealth.
3: I wasn't wealthy as a dentist when I first started. I wasn't into debt many, many times over. and after the first year, I, I was beating in regret. I was
1: pretty close to bankruptcy. Wow. I had to make peace with my regrets, accept the fact that I'm now a doctor and have to become a good
3: doctor to become the success story that you know today. So, this is a second layer of, let's say, looping. <laughs> because it, it makes sense, right?
1: I studied to become a doctor, then I have to succeed as a doctor. Right. And because to succeed as a doctor, you mute even more your own self and you find ways to make peace with yourself so I became a good doctor because I care for my patient because I want to connect with them and you know this is going to be a fun story they usually and let's, let's be blunt here patient hates dentists what I people don't. hate even more is to be in the dental chair yeah <laughs> guess what I hated to be there too <laughs> 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 so, so, this is where I connected with my patient. So, I was looking to connect with them. I didn't even have to be funny. Just the, the, the chance of connecting on something else, than to open their mouth and have me work in their mouth, they were, oh, yeah, I'll take that chance right away. So, I became friends with a lot of my patients. Then, I had also the chance that I'm very quick working with my hands. I'm good with my hands. So, I didn't require that hour to work in the mouth. I required about 10, 15 minutes, but I never cut those appointments shorter. I gave an hour to each patient for one reason. We had fun talking. (laughs) (laughs) So this is how I started my career. And as soon as I I made peace with that, I became a good dentist. But that was not my nature. That was a way for me just to salvage part of my nature, to cope with my reality. And I know all of you are doing this. You're going to have a certain level of success, average, maybe above average, but you will never be
3: the number one on the field because you didn't have the wings to fly that path. You can cope. So the question here is how do you sort all of that out? It's
1: when your why hit you Mm. right in the face that you don't ask questions. In my email. In my case, it was the birth of my son. I knew that him and I didn't have the same personality. I knew that I didn't want to break him. I didn't want to make my error on him. I want just him to be happy. You know,
3: when you wake up at four to feed your kid, you know you love that kid. So um, I have been forged by immigrant parents. So in other words, you don't have
1: the right to be stupid, you don't have the right to be weak, and anybody anything that somebody else is doing, you have at least to, to match them. But being Catholic and French on top of it, you cannot say that you're good at anything because that will be arrogance. You cannot say that you win something because somebody else will say, hey, Oh, who you think you are. So it, it, it's so messed up <laughs> as a culture that they expect you to excel without never telling you to excel.
3: But when you fail, though, they rub that in your face many time over.
0: I can't relate.
3: Um, and this is sick. And the the, the thing is getting even messier. It's you know that they're doing that for
1: your own good. That's what they tell you. You know that they believe in that, but nobody's feeling good about it. So in short, I didn't want to do, to go through the same path with my kid because more than my parents who were immigrant.
3: I am in a position of power and I am confident. In other words, I can break my kid
1: and I don't wanna do that. So what happened there is I, I didn't look in the mirror. I, I, I had a penthouse by then and I was looking at the, sun, the sunrise every morning. And when my kid was sleeping in my arms because he didn't wanna finish his, his, his bottle, I was looking at a son and saying, how can I make it different? How can I not walk the same path that's going to hit into a wall? Because I love my parents, but we don't have the best of relationship. Uh, you know, those hate and love relationships, that's kind of my life with my parents. I
3: didn't want to go through the same thing with my kids. So I decided a few things. One of the first things I decided, I'm going to get
1: go of the idea of being smart. Or being strong
3: instead i replace them with other values mm. let's be generous and let's be kind and flexible the funny thing is my parents wanted me or wanted for me what they didn't have i didn't want to put my dreams as a burden to my kids so i i, I told myself and there was the wisdom i had. With us, like a sleep, it's whatever I want for my kid. I have to be that first, and all he be doing is he will have a chance to copy
1: me. And by then, I was looking, I was watching Doctor House, MD. Um, there was one episode say that monkey see, monkey do. I kept that in mind. So if I want my kid to be good at something, I have to become,
3: I have to be good at that first. If I want to explain something to my kid, I have to understand that first. Being kind is part of who I am. Being generous, that was who I am too. But
1: being flexible, oh boy, (laughs) that was another story. And, you know, the stronger you are, the less flexible you are too. But flexibility is an ability that you can always reinvent yourself, always reshape yourself depending on your environment. Now let's just put this in perspective.
3: Most leaders or most elite are trained because they will try to shape whatever's around them to match who they are. If you're on your true calling, you'll be successful. If you're on a false calling, <laughs> you will held to that. You will hold to that for a certain time until you cry. Because it's a lie. So, um, I was trained strong.
1: I was trained smart. In other words, I was inflexible. And I was Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about strict. <laughs> but let's give, you, let's give you the portrait of who I was. Then I, I have to unwind my mind. I have to ridicule myself and see what is still of value to me? And what is not. And what I understood through that process, because I started when my kid was born, by the age of six or seven, I was different. But I didn't want to get stuck with a value that might be good yesterday, but not today. And what is good today, maybe is not good by tomorrow.
3: So that is a lot of insecurity I'm trying to add to my system. But then, if you look through this, when you are a child, your needs are different than when you are a teenager
1: than when you are an adult than when you are the father of the family of the the men of the hospital when you are a boss and then you become a grandparent let me give you a simple example when you're a father you have to be strict with your kid but then when you become grandpa this is it's not your job to do discipline anymore
0: exactly we you're the same
1: person You have the same principle. So what I'm trying to say here, you are changing.
3: You are getting older, and you change. And this is life. So the worst thing, the worst lie you can feed yourself,
1: is to think that life will not change. That whatever you believe today
3: is still true tomorrow. And you cannot have that unless you have the humility to accept that you change. And that's okay. That people change, is that okay? So I,
1: I, we're opening a big door here. Even loyalty. You can be loyal to a cause. How can you be loyal to a person when you be changing and that person be changing too? Now, don't get me wrong. You can always make the choice every day to say, that I love who I am today. And with who I am, I love you. With who you are today. You have renewed your vow every single day. But whatever you said 20 years ago, and now with 15 years down the road, it is kind of normal to have questions we want to bring back to the table. So uh, we we are just sidelining a little bit, but let's just tell you that how real how reality shapes us, that we have to adapt. So learning that, I learned to adapt and I, I, I regrew with my son. I I, let, uh, I was with him when he was one then he was two then he has three then we struggled to learn french I, I've been with him all along and being an adult, but having the chance to go back to the past of somebody else it gives you a lot of perspective on how you are built yourself how things are made and how can you can undo them but the key to this was to know that everything is always changing. There's no
3: absolute. And give yourself the chance to readapt. From there, my true calling became who I am, it's a loving person that's gonna care for somebody else. And the fun
1: kicked in, because now I didn't have as much uh, expectation on my shoulder, except the fact that I have to be good, but that was kind of my calling. That was easier. It was at least in straight line with what I want to be and what I want to spend my time in. I gave myself the opportunity to discover my values, my talents, and what was that important to me. And my kid reacted to that, my wife reacted to that. And we just move on. Today my kid is twelve. We're the best buddies in the world did the world. He is my partner writing books. He pushed me from 15 books to 36
0: in three months. That's so inspiring.
1: And this is a true story. And uh, everybody would think that I'm pushing him. That's not true. He's pushing me. So what I'm trying to say here is your why, and it was a long answer to your short question, Yeah. but
3: your why, the real why, will come to you. All you have to do, is to make sure that you are available
1: and listening to it. Because it will come once, maybe twice, maybe three times. But it will not always knock at your door. Even if it will stay there. It will never leave you. It will stay there. But when you're not, you're not available when the first time it knocks, you lose a lot of the impact of that Why? And after that, would say, yeah, well, we tried. What is not perfect? What do you want to do? And then you're stuck in another loop and with another amount of excuse
0: tell us about um, we talk about the the journey of the cat caterp- not the cat what well, yeah the caterpillar in a cocoon when it's at its most vulnerable state and then cracking the cocoon cracking its cocoon to build its its confidence talk to us about how it's really how it relates to to us as uh, in our journey to to build um, uh, a winning mindset
1: The cocoon' it's a you know it's an image but most of us most of us are fear of change because that's the unknown so basically let's say that you have a regular past you've been fortunate in a way that doesn't match who you're supposed to be that's your comfort zone. That's not a cocoon. That's just a comfort zone. To break from that is very stressful. To break from that is very painful because now you have to go against what you you knew all your life. You have to go against people you
3: love. You have to go against your your value that you think defines you. That said, most of us will go
1: through what is going to happen. We're going to isolate ourselves. We're going to find a place that we don't want to hear about anybody else. And that's your cocoon. Mostly it's an empty void in which you say that, okay, I can breathe in here. I, I can be myself without knowing who you are. And this is a very vulnerable state because you are emptying yourself from everything that you are. So mostly what is left, it's a big empty void that can be filled with any kind of garbage coming through your world. You know, when you don't have the answer, every answer can be a good answer, right? Correct. So let's say that you're in rebellion and you threw away all of your values, the good and the bad. Then you have a big empty void and say that, please somebody help me fill it. Right. And then you you take the first advice coming in. That can screw you over many times.
0: But what many, would what would you get rid of all your values and we live in an empty, an empty space.
1: Because at certain point, you don't know what value are good, what are bad. You don't know what's a truth to you and what's a lie to you, right? Unless so you, you
0: and, know yourself.
1: You don't know yourself. That's why you're in a cocoon. Ooh, That's okay. before you know yourself. Because we all know who we're supposed to be. We feel that. We know what people tell us to be. But how do you make the difference between the two, right? So when you're in a, you are you, know your cocoon phase, it's where you're fed up of all of that crap. You put everything aside and say,
3: okay, let me just see who I am. But you're in denial of everything. And you're, you're that vulnerable because the first salesperson coming to you that can give you a good or a bad answer, that is going straight to your core. And here's the kicker. You have to let that happen. Wow. Because
1: <laughs> you don't know who you are. And if you close down yourself, you end, you end up with a void. If you open up, you have that danger that somebody will manipulate you. And this will happen. Now, this is the process. If you can survive that once, you survive that twice, you survive that three times. By the three by the
3: third time, it's easier. Now you're ready face life with who you really are. Not what you think you are, not what you've been trained to be, not what people tell you to be. Whatever is thrown is your way, you are
1: equipped to face.
0: So basically you need that experience to shape up your
2: confidence.
1: If you want to rewrite yourself, that's the only way to go through the cocoon. Because the cocoon will not burst by itself. The void will not will stay a void. And the more you stay in that void, the more doubt you'll be having. And then if you go back to the old self that you, you, you left behind, it's like you did all of that effort for nothing? It doesn't make sense. So the longer you're going to stay in your cocoon, the more vulnerable you will be to rewrite your code with the first lie coming your way or the first fact coming your way. Hopefully that is not a lie. But chances are it will be a lie. So
3: the easiest way for you to go through this is to know that once you're in cocoon, you're vulnerable. Be ready to be hurt. But if you can, you will survive. As you survive that, and you go through the same process again and again and again, nobody can ever stop. you. In my life, that caught the quest of 18 months saying yes to everything. I rewrote myself, but I let
1: I, I, I gave myself the chance to read the signs, to read my own body. I face the challenges, and I, then I see how I solve the challenges. And in my case, I didn't throw away everything. I just threw away the gate. I threw away the fact that I'm going to protect myself. But everything I have kind of accumulate as knowledge, as skills, as, uh, you know, as tools up to that point, was utilizing everything. Then I realized that some of my tools, I don't need as much as the other tools. That was part of the sorting process.
0: Um, here's my last question on that segment. Do you refer to cocoon as the, the space where we are melting? I'd love to hear you uh, talk about that, that space. That, what, are, what are we melting? What's leaving? And what's ahead?
1: it's been a while I was talking let's make it into something more interesting tell me about your situation oh man tell me about your melting and i'll tell you what i will do based <laughs> on my experience that's a fair game right it's been what 45 minutes i'm stripped down naked it's your turn <laughs>
0: please why do you have to put me on the spot like that i ha- i have the questions just you prettier than i am they don't know that <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, jeez. So they didn't know that I i wasn't that pretty?
0: They don't know that. They oh. don't know. Nobody knows how I look. like. How about that?
1: <laughs> now they will.
0: <laughs> what am I melting? Um, You know what? There's a lot of stuff that I need. I think that I'm uh, leaving that is no longer. There's a stuff, part of, parts of me, there's values, there's habits that, that I need to leave behind that no longer serves me for where I am. Oh, Was it too a, formal? Let,
1: let's take a deep breath. You're melting right now. You're melting right now. I'm melting? A... Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. It, it, it's a simple question. And no, it's not. <laughs> well, you're asking me to put myself out there.
1: That's your good What you're having now, that's your good And you're sharing your cocoon with the rest of our audience here. Yeah. The cocoon is where you allow yourself to doubt. It's where you allow yourself to be stripped down and say, what do I see? What I am. You don't have any answers in the cocoon. But that's kind of a safe space for you to raise a question that you never
3: even think of. That you'd be ashamed to ask anybody else. That's your cocoon. Uh,
0: So what am I melting then? Yourself. I'm melting my old self. Actually, just go
1: to my story. What did I do? It's I accept the fact that I wasn't happy. I accept the fact that I didn't have the answer, and I knew that the answer was not was not found to be found inside. I went out with whatever I had, and every time I faced something new, I have to react to that. So I was looking to my own tool set to see what can fit. And if nothing fit, I have to melt down those tools to make my new tools. And you know, it's very abstract. I was a dentist. I was a love dentist, but I was maybe a
3: average or a little more than average dentist. That's it. Then I became a world record author. I became somebody that
1: people are looking up to. I was a dentist. People were running away from me. <laughs> so what did I do? Is some of my my values I kept because it was useful. The other one I recycle, I melt down to make into new tools. You know, I'm a lazy guy. That has that has never changed. that's the st- if something stuck in my value, it's laziness. That's it. There's a lot of stuff that I had before that I, don't, I didn't need anymore. So some I gave away. Some I refurnished or refurbished to something else. And going through that journey of saying yes to everything. Um, I have to recycle myself, recycle my time, recycle my energy to face whatever was facing me. And now being saying yes to everything. You have so many chances coming your way that you will never prepare. For. And I said, as you survive those one by one, you discover new tools, new sets, and you know, we'll all
3: have some God-given talent. Those will emerge. But if you have so many filters, so many gates, so many protection,
1: those is just a fact that you knew, but you never tried.
0: And how do we face... It's so interesting that what you're saying right now, because I wanted to ask you, and I think it's... Very important for people to know what can, do, how can they, um, how can they find guidance into that process? Is it through mentors? Is it through books? Uh, what kind of guidance can they go after? for? Buy my books, all of them. <laughs> I find a lot of answers in your books. As a matter of fact, I could say that for sure.
1: It's not time to kid ourselves. So, you know that as you be changing,
3: people will feel weakness. You know, we're animals. And then when there's blood, (laughs) the killer will come. Accept the fact that you be challenged. Accept the fact that some people will take
1: advantage of you. They already do. You just don't know that yet. Accept to see the world for what it is without judging. Just adapt. So um, you know that mentors, they're all kind of mentors. Some are good. Some are not good. Some are just incompetent. Some are just trying to, move, to have a living out of it. Um, coach is the same. And even if you have the opportunity to have a good coach, good teachers, good mentor, your goal by those people was to grow, right? And if you grow, you
3: might outgrow them. And that will be a success but going through the value that we all have you can have the same
1: mentor for all of your life unless that person is keep growing and keep evolving um sooner or later you're going to reach a phase that you have to say goodbye the same with your teacher you spend a year with them and then say thank you teacher but then you have to move on all right. mm-hmm. So um, the same with your parents. When you were younger, they were the, the guardian of the truth. Eventually you say, oh, stop feeding me bullshit. <laughs> right? right? So it's the same with a mentor, a teacher, and a coach. And I think that the first thing you have to establish with whoever you'll be trusting is just like playing a game. You have to know what are the rules of the game and when the game starts and when the game will end. There's no, no relationship in that field that will last forever. You might keep a friendship with them. But you're going to learn from the same people for the rest of your life. Either they are so smart and ahead of you, so you're just wasting a lot of time
3: because you'll never catch up. Or they're kidding you. You haven't grow at all. And they keep that distance between you
1: and them. In other words, I'm going to try to say the people you should trust are the people that are there just for a moment. There's the people that have no interest teaching you. But because you you have the courage to ask, it will take, let's say, um, a part of their life to share with you. But that will last forever because they have their own quest to go to. The same with your coach. Your coach will send you somebody that they believe in. They want to build that up. But if you spend your lifetime building that up, you have a poor coach. (laughs) <laughs> a very poor coach or you're a poor student something is wrong
3: so in that quest of moving forward please start by yourself start with your why the one hitting you in the face those will not change that quickly then be open for help but don't
1: hold on to that help as if you did your life depend on it because you don't
3: you just walk away from a system trapping you. You don't want to trap yourself again in a new system, not that soon anyway. Oh good. I like that. And, that was a great answer and just just so you know, I'm her mentor,
1: and from day one, I tell you that you have to perform the day that you don't need me anymore.
0: <laughs> no, don't say that. <laughs> It's but, too early anyways in my journey to say that. So anyways, we have a long way to get. We have a long way a long way to go. So
1: but not being your mentor the the, the next phase after that, it, we can be friends. We can be egos I like that.
0: See? That's,
3: that,
0: just that, just that's the best way to keep your friends <laughs> around.
3: <laughs> I like that.
2: We'll be dragging you the whole time. You will be cocoon and trying to define yourself.
1: Uh, we have a technical problem here. Advice
2: here. I here is to fo- okay. that fight Google. will be dragging you the whole time. You will be cocooning and trying to define yourself. My only advice here is to focus on you and on your transformation. In most situations, the change we are undergoing often originated from our love for someone else. Focus on that, on the why you are cocooning and reforging your values and goals. Otherwise, you will let doubt drown you with your own thoughts. Once you have undergone the process to reinvent yourself, stop looking for permission and approval. You are looking for real answers, not opinions. Keep this close to your heart.
0: now we are at that segment the power of now um there's something that we just uh we just uh in that in that
1: are you still melting
0: i think so (laughs) um this one thing am i
1: in your side of your cocoon
0: i guess so that's why you can't that's why we have a long long way to go together So we have goals we have goals we have passions we have ambitions how important is is to find answers and not consider there's answers and there are there are opinions how important it is to find the real answers and separate them from opinions
3: Your goal
1: in life is not to have all the answers or to know which one is the right your goal in life is to have the experience to go through quests and to have the, the, the skill set to understand what is good and what is not for you. Doesn't, you know, religion like to tell you what's good and wrong. Right. School
3: like to tell you if you fell or you pass. Life, until you die, you're still okay to play the game.
1: So, we each have our own way to play the game. So it's not about finding answers. It's about having the experience of running that path, running that track. Then, if you want to have more out of it, sharing your experience with other people, teaching that experience, it's for you another way to relive that past a second time or a third time or even a fourth time and see different angles. So it's all about learning
3: about. Yourself. You cannot change the world, and the world is changing. You don't know what's going to be thrown at you. But what you can do is prepare to whatever's thrown at you and say, This is how I'm going to react.
1: If I die, I die. But if not, I know how I'm going to face that. Even if you don't have a plan, it's impossible for you to, to plan for everything. And if you start to plan for everything, you're missing on life today. <laughs> I can tell really. So, so the, the idea here
3: is stop being that arrogant that you think that there's a perfect solution, there's a perfect answer, and stop kidding
1: yourself, starting all the opinions that people are sharing back to you.
0: But why is it arrogant to think that, it, there's, a, that there's a perfect way to do stuff?
1: Actually, let, let's take this. You are today learning from me, right? Right. You're asking me a question. And I'm answering, the only thing I want you to keep from this is the fun you're having together. And also say, oh, it's not such a big deal. Because the way you're going to face your own challenge, I have no clue how I'm going to react. But I will, if I have, I'm facing with the same challenge today, I have my confidence to say that I'm going to keep all of my resources to solve whatever is thrown at me. So the idea here is for you to understand that it's not such a big deal. Don't wait for, to have all the tools necessary to move forward. The way that confidence will build up before you move forward, because that won't happen. The only way that you can build up your confidence is by walking the path. The way you're going to have tools that are going to be serving you is to use them on the path and to throw away the one you don't need. So the cocoon phase is phase one. It's now you, be, before that, you were born. And you'll be given an identity. From the day that you go into your cocoon said, Now I want to look my I want to look for my name, who I am.
3: And the only way for you to understand who you are without doubt is to experience it on the field.
1: So uh, I'm sorry, but you're asking the wrong question. And if I was giving you answer to those questions,
3: you're spending actually you're building a second and third layer around your cocoon to stay there in your void
0: well thats you know what I think it that's exactly the exercise that you're currently trying to teach me uh moving from the theory to the the practical side of things and you you're literally I'm actually like swimming in in the hot water right now, so um tell, so you
1: your cocoon is a spot say that again? Your cocoon is a spa.
0: I love spa. I love massages <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's it's a good thing for now. <laughs> Tell us about the power of now. How, um, we like to talk about the um, how to create urgency, but how is it important to act now? Okay. Let's take that
3: example of your hot cocoon. You're in a cocoon and... To you, it's your
1: safe zone. And you even define it as your comfort zone. Now it's comfortable, it's hot. But if you stay too long in it, what's going to happen?
3: Unless you keep feeding the fire, it will get cold. Unless you change the water, it will get filthy. And eventually, it might be too small for you. Because we're
1: growing. Either we move forward, we're growing, or you stay. if you're stuck at a one place, you might not be growing in the same way, but you get fatter. So you need more space. I... So the cocoon it's impossible for you to stay in that cocoon for the rest of your life.
0: Even if I wanted to?
1: Yeah, that's why everybody will eventually have to go because
3: that zone of comfort will become too uncomfortable.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And this is the law of physics. What was the question?
0: How is it? What's the power of now and act? The importance to act now and not tomorrow. Thank you. Because the I think the first, the first, the perfect time was yesterday, but the second best time is now.
1: Try to see this as your life. It's a race. It's a race that you have to go through. And the obstacle will always stay there. It will not get easier or worse. But you will get older. So at the beginning, you will get stronger. Eventually, you will get weaker because
3: that's how life evolves. Imagine you have to run through that same course, but now you're 80 years old. Even if you succeed going through that course, I don't think you're gonna have the girl by
1: the end of it. Even if you have the girl by the end of it, do you have enough force to do what you should do? (laughs) And then just think with me, you spend, 60 years in your cocoon, dreaming about that moment that when you will going to be winning, that you have that girl of your dream and then you have the James Bond scene. But now you've been through hell to finish that course, that journey. And your parts are not working as well anymore. <laughs> you mentioned the kind of regrets you would be having. So in a nutshell, you have a life. Most of us have the chance that when we are born, we are born inside of a cocoon of a family. It's not our cocoon, it's the one that our parents give us. It's a given time to go through that. That's called childhood. Some of us will will be expelled through that childhood faster. Some will stay for a little longer. That's fine. That's everybody's journey. Then you're going to move into a second cocoon, the one that society wants you to become. So you, you remember the first time you went to school? Remember the first time you went to high school? This is all cocoons that are changing. It's a control environment. So if you go through this, you learn to change from co- one cocoon to the next. The problem is you're kidding yourself, you're lying to yourself saying that, oh yeah, this will be the last cocoon. The real cocoon that you have to get out
3: from is the one without any uh, self-containment. Because life. It's a big adventure, and the adventure can be set in a lot of different worlds,
1: even universe. So if you set yourself to the one that you see, that's the scope. But do you know how many other worlds there are? How many other sets of rules exist? How many different flavor of food is out there? Even how many different people you can meet? And by, by different, and I'm not talking about the race, I'm not talking about the skin. I'm talking about the energy the nature of the energy. So what I'm trying to say here is, if you're like me, you want to have fun,
3: or you're foodies, you like to eat different stuff, that will not happen inside of your cocoon. And to take the same example, I get out of my cocoon, I have 18. I have now 80 years in front
1: of me to enjoy that liberty. It took me some effort to get out of my cocoon, but since, I didn't spend too much time in that cocoon. I didn't feel the fire expelling me from that cocoon, mm. or the filth expelling <laughs> me from that cocoon. Now, if you spend too much time in a cocoon, the cocoon itself will become a prison, and then you have wait until the limit, said so that I can't I stand that anymore, I have to go. The last segment of your, the, the, the time you spend in that cocoon, was well, not a good experience. Now you get expelled and by being expelled, you don't have enough energy to go through the same journey you have to go through, so the same race, and you still have to do it. Now, the more time you, you waste in the cocoon not being comfortable, it's also the time that you waste and all the energy that you waste to be, that can be put into profit inside of your race, and just go through that idea. There's going to be a price by the end. If you don't, you, you're running out of force or energy before you can touch that price, that's your loss. If you wait too long before you run that cost, it's going to be harder because you don't have as much energy. And just please, please keep that in mind. You still need enough energy to enjoy your price, whatever it is. Correct. Right. Yeah. So look, if you can
3: see this, it's, there's no reason for you to try to overstay. You're welcome in your cocoon. It doesn't make any sense.
0: Let me ask you this. Um, I want to I, I talk about small wins. I'm going to wrap this up with small wins, but um, how can we defi- defi- identify small wins and, um, and not, not necessarily enjoy, but embrace those small wins? Because it's so easy just to disregard those small wins and when they are actually stepping stones to
3: bigger wins. To keep it short, I will tell you something that I, I, I told my son.
1: It's every time you judge, you're chipping away a little part of your soul. So by saying that, those are small wins. You put yourself in question saying that this is big, this is small, this is good, this is not. And knowing that you might not even have an idea of what the truth is, that's a problem. So let's say when win as food. Is food you like? Is food you dislike? Is food that's going to fill you up quickly? Is food that will not fill you up as quickly? But have you ever raised a question that the food that's gonna fool you right away, maybe not a good kind of food because it's fast food, it's not healthy food or whatever. And the, that other single grape that will not fill you at all, might be the what you need just to move forward, to stay healthy, to be cut.
3: Let's just give you an example of judging. I'm not saying that eat fruits only to live. I'm, I'm not,
1: I, I like cheeseburgers. I like poutine. I like me Coke. Me too.
0: And I like pickles in my burgers.
1: <laughs> and that's how I enjoy my day. What I'm trying to say here is, everything has a cost, and you're always exchanging for something. So eating that cheeseburger of mine, I know that I am happy. Then I have to make something with that happiness. Even that grape, is because I want to eat it and want to enjoy it. To me, a grape and a cheeseburger is the same thing. I will be grateful to have each one of them. And which one I'm going to say. So just to answer your question of small big wins. I'm hungry. There's a, a grape in front of me. So I won't eat that because I want my cheeseburger. But then it takes maybe the rest of the day before I have my cheeseburger. I'm going to be very impatient and angry before I eat, right? Correct. Right. So everything that's going to be in my path, let's say that I piss off. The person who can get me my cheeseburger a little sooner. Or I piss off my boss. That won't be paying me that day. So I don't have the money to buy my cheeseburger. You know, can you see the the kind of ridiculous situation we're going to put ourselves in? But if I eat that great, I know I'm not full. I enjoy it. But then I have enough energy to go to the next stage. Maybe the next stage will be that. I just met somebody who will say, oh, bro, I have uh, a extra cheeseburger. You want it? Absolutely want it. But if you, you were not somebody who people are to because it's fun to be with, you. nobody will approach you. The only one who's going to approach you are the ones that are stuck with you. So they're not going to give you anything. They're coming to you to ask for something. Mm. And by the way, you were hungry. You, 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 you're not closer to your cheeseburger, right? Never. So that, that's, that's an easy example to tell
3: you that whatever wins is out there, Take it, be grateful, enjoy it, and move on. So let's reverse the situation. I
1: start my day with a cheeseburger. but I'm saying, oh man, this is too heavy. Not in the morning. And I don't eat my cheeseburger. And I have nothing for the rest of the day. And by the end of the day, all I have is a grape. To be able
3: to come back home and eat my cold cheeseburger. I, can you see how being ungrateful can doom you? And we're talking about grapes or cheeseburger, choice is the same. You, you, you wake up in the morning and your son say, oh, Papa, can I ask you a question? I need a favor. That could be your first win of the day.
1: But what you say? Later on, I have no time for this for now. And that drags on. Your kid goes back to his life. You go back to your life. Your own set of problems comes to you. But if you start with the fact that I don't have time, that's mean that you'll be saying that to other people without even knowing it. But halfway through that day, you have a normal day or you have a shitty day. Then you come back home. And that problem with your kid is still not solved.
3: But maybe the kid will not come to you and say, Papa, can you help me? He won't say anything. He will let that bait
1: until it becomes a problem too big to solve and you will have to face it.
3: So can, can you imagine how counterproductive that can be? Absolutely. And you're the one who created that. So let's just
1: take the, 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 the idea scenario. You. Your kid Your wakes in the morning, that can you help me with Jump on it. That's the way to start your day because that should be easy to solve. And you solve that, your kid is happy, so he might not having as, many, as much trouble. At least it's gonna go fresh. Have a fresh start in his day. You start with your day with a win. So the next person you see, hey, how you doing? That person have more chance to be helping you than to demand something from you. And then you go, you build from that. Can
0: I ask you one last question, Doctor
1: Max? I think I just signed up for forty-five minutes.
0: Listen, this one is good. <laughs> this one is good, and I, I it's just because I wanted to highlight this. I like this, and it's because one thing that I admire a lot about you is um I've come to to realize that you're your' winner you win you take all wins a win is a win and but you don't um you don't sit on your win of of your wins on your yesterday wins win win or or losses you don't sit on it, you just keep moving forward. Can you tell us, can you give us advice on how to not getting attached to what happened to whatever happened in the past? Um, whether it was a good thing or a bad thing, but just to keep moving forward for other wins and experiences? Pain. Pain.
1: Pain, that's the answer. It took me so much time and pain to get out of my first cocoon, the real one that I don't want anything to set itself around me as a new cocoon. So the best way for me was to keep light and say that, okay, my zone of comfort right now is as soon as I keep moving, I am not cocooning. And I've been through that phase one. It was painful enough. It took enough time of my life and I am behind in my own race. Uh, If you look at me and say that I am... I have such speed. I know as a tornado. Yes, you are. But that was because I spent. I lost so much time in my youth just trying to fit in, trying to please everybody.
0: I can relate. I'm a, I used to be a total people pleaser.
1: And this is kind of the irony of the situation. Mm-hmm. Today, I help more people. I'm much more kind, but I don't try to please people. I will help wherever I find that I can make a difference. But I don't impose myself. Just like my values, whatever serves me today, I will embrace it. If by tomorrow that doesn't make sense anymore, I will be respectful. I will not go spit on it. But I'm gonna leave it aside and move on. Because I know that maybe I'm not that smart, but I just have let's say 10 slots in my mind. I need at least five of them free. So I can adapt to my day. So you call that buffering. <laughs> the, the, the new computers, you know, there's RAM and there's hard drive. I prefer more RAM than hard drive. Um, and if you fill up all of them or 80% of them, you don't have much space to adapt. For me today, the, the priority is always to adapt to whatever's going my way, even if I have to redo what I did yesterday.
3: But I spend enough time re- undo- undoing fixed value, um, fixed ideals
1: to say that I don't want to get to that second time. So let me end up this podcast because I think that you always have another question
3: Yes, What a question <laughs> to you. And this is for all of the audience. If you have the chance to write your name on a marble, a piece of marble, a plaque and metal, or a sheet of paper. Which one will you choose and why? And for this, I would love you to sleep on this and write back to us. Not you're going to be
1: the first one I'm going to be asking. Maybe somewhere in the season. You don't know when, but we're going to get, get that question back online saying, that. oh, by the way, on between the marble, the metal, or the paper, which one are you choosing to write your name on? And with this, I will regain my pose as the host and say that thank you so much for being with us. It's been a pleasure.
0: You just couldn't help it, eh?
1: <laughs> Please, I'll let you conclude. No Be- more questions.
0: No more, no more questions. No more questions. No more questions, but I thank you so much for your time and thank you so much for your wisdom that you provided us. Um, thank you for the people that are listening to us and keep in touch.
3: I'm Dr. Back.
0: And Natasha Diji.
3: Welcome to the Alphas.
2: Welcome to the Alphas. This is Million Dollar Mindset, DG.
3: DG, don't forget that one.